Hello, and welcome to the Cleverly Changing Podcast. Our podcast is all about learning how to educate your kids. I'm one of the hosts, Elle, and this is episode 20. If you're a new listener, we are excited to have you join us. I'm an entrepreneur, mom to twin girls. This podcast is not only for parents who homeschool their children, it is also for parents who want to supplement their child's education. Our goal is to provide you with encouragement, insight about African history, and support as a parent and home educator. New episodes are uploaded bi-weekly, so please remember to subscribe and share. Today's African proverb is... It's a Swahili proverb that says, little by little fills up the measure. Today's word of the episode comes from the country of Ghana, the language Chi. Abusia means family. Welcome to Cleverly Cultured Kids. We are talking about confidence and kids today. And we're talking about the best ways that kids can connect with their parents. So we have our Cleverly Cultured Kids here, and we're going to ask them some questions and see what they say. So, ladies, the first question is how can kids become confident? What are some ways that kids can build their confidence? I'll start with you, Amira. Doing stuff on their own. So what type of things would they do on their own? Like going to stores, if you feel comfortable enough with that, then going to stores on your own, So walking around. So like um, while your parent, your parent lets you like go to the grocery store and get the groceries. Is that what you're talking about? Something like that? Yeah, a little bit. So if the parent, and that's something that we do, like I'll drive to the grocery store and I'll let my daughter go and pick out groceries um, for the family and I'll give her Uh, money so that she can pay. So that definitely is one way because that's one skill that you'll need when you're older. What's another way? I don't know. Like Going to events and parties maybe? So meeting other people and going to events. So celebration is definitely one way that you can build confidence when you celebrate others. So when you go to your friend's birthday parties and you know, you're doing something for them, you're letting them know that they're important to you and that's letting them know that you appreciate them. While that may not um, be a method for self-confidence, knowing that other people love you and 
appreciate you definitely does boost a person's confidence somewhat. So I could see how that works. What about, have you all heard of something called affirmations? I don't think so. Can you say that in the, in the mic? What is it? Maya's going to let us Affirming yourself. And how does a person affirm themselves? What are some ways? I don't know. So sometimes when a person says they're doing their affirmations, when I was in high school, my sister told me to look in the mirror and say three things that I like about myself. So I would say, I like my eyes. <laughs> or I would say, I really like my curly eyelashes because I have curly eyelashes. Or I would say something like, I like my smile. Now you can start small with something like your smile or, you know, the things that I listed. Or you could say you like that you're smart, you like that you read fast, you can say anything you want about yourself and it's affirming you. You have to validate yourself. And so that is one way that you can do it. What are a few affirmations that you would tell yourself? So I just shared three different examples. What are some things that you like about yourself? I don't know. You don't know? Okay, so how about we say one thing that you like about each other? So I'll start with you, Amira. I like your confidence. You seem like you know exactly what you like like you know the type of things that you really like and the things that you really don't like so well, you seem sure of yourself in that way and i like that about you i also like that you're funny you make funny jokes and you like to sing and dance and you're fun to be around <laughs> um Okay, what I like about you is that we, like, you're like you're really good at doing uh, like teaching homeschool. Oh, thank you. Um, you're cool. <laughs> All right, I want you to say something about your sister. What? She noise. Really? What the? Yeah, 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 you're nice. Okay. You're nice. You're nice too. Okay, something a little bit more than you're nice. Okay. Um, what? You're fun to be around. Okay, I like. The way you draw. I think you're really good at drawing different characters and they're pretty funny. The characters that you draw, they're comical. So I like that. Who never ever seen my sketchbook? 
Oh, but I have. Oh, Okay, so you need to say something about your sister that you like. She makes a lot of jokes and she knows most memes in existence. And I'm not sure whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah. Mm, not really. And oh. I do know a good amount of memes, though. Stonks. Yeah. He stonks. Okay. So tell, tell Amira one thing that you like about her. I did, though. Okay. Uh, well, like, you're really nice to other people. <laughs> oh, I'm not good. I'm not good at giving compliments. Okay. So yeah. So those are some ways that you can affirm people that you know by telling them compliments and you know giving your friends compliments it feels good at first it feels kind of weird i'll admit when we did it it was like oh i'm really put on the spot and you're asking me this personal question so at first it felt a little weird did you guys feel weird at first sharing that i feel weird actually go ahead it's just that's like you do often, so it's a, it's a little weird. Right. Extremely generalizing. Uh, but it's good to let it's good to let other people know the things that you like about them because it you know getting a compliment it usually helps you feel better. It makes you smile, and so doing something nice for someone else is is a positive experience and not only does it help the the person feel better it can help you feel better too so that's something that we want to do more often all right the tea so the tea has been spilled another another thing that i wanted to talk about when it comes to parents and homeschooling you're with your parent usually one parent and not both of them all day. Some homeschoolers do have both parents at home because they may work from home, both of them. And so you have the opportunity to connect with your parents a little bit more than some kids who may go to a traditional school. What are some ways that you wish your parents connected with you more? Like, would you like to go to more events with them? Would you like to just have one-on-one -on -one conversations with them more? What are some things that you think would help a parent connect with their tween better? I wish my mom would take me to the, um, her ladies meeting thing. It just seems fun because she always comes back with something. Okay, so one thing that your mom does for self-care, she's joined a group with other women and they, they get together and do different things. But right now that group is only for adults, but you wish that you could spend you know time with her doing something that she enjoys with her. And I think that's awesome. So you guys will have to find 
an activity or, you know, a group for moms and daughters that you can do something together so that, you know, you can see your mom in a space where she's having fun, learning something new and enjoying herself. And I think that would be awesome. What do you wish your mom would do to connect with you better? You're my mom. I know, I know that I'm your mom. So why are you phrasing it in third person? Okay, well, what can I do to connect with you better? I don't really know. Um, I, I don't know. What about mom and daughter dates? Like No, no. Like no. going to watch a movie together? You wouldn't want to do that? Oh, no, like, not really. It's not even a talking thing. That that's really not. You're just watching movies. Well, together. true. It's not it talking, so it's fine. Give, like any reasonable information, you don't talk to each other. You just watch the movie. So what what would you like to do? Well, for one, please stop looking at my sketchbook. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um. So you and I have actually done something together. Do you want to share what we did and if it was fun? We went to DC and we. Saw this. Uh, I'm not sure whether you call it like a show or a concert, but it was a show. Ah, uh, well, this show where they make, well, they make music using household items like basketballs. Uh, what's it called again? A garbage can or a dustbin. Um. Do you remember what the show was called? Stomp, I think. Yeah. So she and I went to uh, a play. It was a performance at the National Theater in D.C. called Stump. And we got to spend some time together. So going different places with your kids and your parents, so the kids going different places with their parents, can be an enjoyable time where you can connect with each other. All right. So do you have any other suggestions? Maybe going out to lunch or dinner together? When we went to the show, can you tell us what you liked about it that, you know, because it was just you and me? Well, they made music. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a, mo a mom-daughter, like, it wasn't like you're spending time with each other, you're spending time with, like what hundreds of other people in a um, theater looking at this show. So I wouldn't say it's like entirely substantial for a mom-daughter relationship, but like it's a nice thing to do and it's enjoyable and you can talk about it after, like a movie. Okay, so I love that you just brought that up, that it can open the conversation to give the parent and the child something to talk about. So that is cool. It's something that I want to do more with you all. And just, you know, spending time together is important. So that's really what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. Is there anything you want to add, Amara? That parents can connect with their kids. Oh, take them out. Like... I, like, that's just what we're talking about, like, take them out to, like, like a small vacation, a uh, weekend where it's just you and your child. One-on-one -on -one activities. 
Yeah. Okay. And remember, people, don't look in your kid's sketchbook. <laughs> Just like for all the random artists out there who are afraid of their mom looking in their sketchbook. I know the feeling. Okay. I didn't know you felt so strongly about it, but I will keep that in mind in the future. All right, folks. Well, this was Cleverly Cultured Kids, and today we were talking about confidence. So it's all good. All right. Tune in next week when we'll have a different conversation with the Cleverly Cultured Kids. And that's all, folks. section of the Cleverly Changing Podcast. I am your co-host, Elle, and this is Miriam. And we are excited about today's discussion. We're going to be talking a little bit about therapy and kids. So definitely take a moment to share this podcast with a friend. Let them know that the Cleverly Changing Podcast is providing you all with parental support educational support when it comes to your kids and we're looking forward to getting feedback from you guys about this episode and we want to know what more episodes what some topics are what some of your interests are so that we can be uh, meeting the needs of the community that's what this podcast is all about so definitely uh, connect with us. You can connect with us at Cleverly Changing on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, so do you want to introduce a little bit or get us started? Okay, so today's topic, we're just going to discuss um, the idea of therapy for young people speaking with a counselor or a psychologist about life or whatever's bugging them, getting them down, confusing them. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Well, I know it seems often in the certain communities that therapy is looked down on that it's um it's not necessary in certain religions they feel like you know that's something for the element in charge whether that's i'm not going to name names things i mean <laughs> i don't know how to say what i'm saying i'm saying that in certain religions some people will feel that it is up to God or their God, whatever name that God goes by, to handle that situation and that we as good citizens and faithful saints should um, be patient and willing to undergo whatever stresses and things in our lives and just pray about it and things will get better. And then you have those who just have the idea that what happens at home stays at home. So if you're feeling 
like you need to vent or release some things, you can only do that at home. But the problem arises if you're not comfortable at home, then how do you address, you know, your issues if say your spouse, your child, brother, sister, whoever it is that lives at home is not approachable. So I look at it like this. Everybody's home life is going to be have ups and downs. And for no one is life just going to be a breeze. We may look right. at other people's homes and say, oh, they got it so easy. But there's always going to be an obstacle that they have to try to overcome. And when you're a young person navigating normal obstacles, growing pains, different hormones, different emotions can be challenging. And so you talked about like, you know, PC in certain communities that therapy isn't something that they look to. However, we're having this conversation to say, if you need to talk to someone outside of your parents, then that should be okay because they're going to have an objective viewpoint and they're going to be able to be on the outside kind of looking at what you're saying face value to be able to determine, to determine how, um, you know, how to talk to you about it, not necessarily to always give you advice, but sometimes kids just need somebody to slow down and listen to them and take it all in with no judgment. A no yeah. judgment zone. When it comes to children, I think it's a little bit more, you got to be a little bit more careful because they are young. They have not lived that long. And so they're still learning how to manage societal situations, how to manage their feelings, how to manage their interactions with people at home and school and authority figures and so it just it helps to think as an adult we sometimes have issues with these things and we've been around for a while right. so if we at in our 30s 40s 50s 20s however old you are if you've had any times in your life where you just really felt beat down and you just couldn't figure it out and you were having a really rough time, imagine having some of that same stress at 10, 11, 15 years old. It's, it requires a little bit more finesse and it may not require you, the parent. I think the parent, you, you have to be delicate when it comes to the situation. And I think what the same way that you grew up and the same type of situations that and challenges that you may have had growing up, your kid may face them times 10. Um, it's just not going to be the exact same. And I think when you put social media in the mix, oh, yeah. it just really changes things. Darn internet. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the internet as a whole. And yeah. so I think that having uh, opportunity where kids can talk to a therapist or a counselor just to make sense of it all. Sometimes it's like, it's so, life can be overwhelming to kids. And 
you just sometimes need to slow down because many of us, we overschedule our kids, which we are not even masters at multitasking, what? but we all of a sudden will tell them to do five and six things and then, you know, expect them to do those things and manage their emotions, tell us how they're feeling and, you know, be quiet when they need to be. That's, it's a lot to handle. And they're really, they're, their minds are, are growing and they're developing and they don't always have the answers and they don't always know how to put their emotions in check. And so by providing them with a healthcare professional that may be a therapist or psychologist, you can give them the tools they need to help them cope with life in better ways than you can ever imagine. Many schools have counselors, social workers, and therapists to provide another level of attention that is helpful when you're going through adolescence. Adolescence is not easy. Mm -mm. So, <laughs> so it's important to take that time and evaluate. So whether you're a homeschool parent or your kid goes to public or private, whatever kind of school your kid goes to, slow down, look at your kid, pay attention. How are they navigating the world? Do they need to talk to somebody else that's outside of your house? And that may be the case. And you know what? There's no judgment. It shouldn't be. But I will say that a lot of the time we may be open to the possibility of that but you're not you may think that your insurance doesn't cover that you'd be surprised you should look into it and find out if counseling services are um, something that is included in your plan and if you find out that it's not you may be able to find a way to add it for little or no cost. I'm not really sure how that works. Um, I know I have been interested, this is a little off topic, but I have been interested in seeing a chiropractor. I'm really curious. I want some snap, crackle, and pop. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was thinking, that's kind of a little bit naturally. I don't know if, I'm, if my insurance covers that, but guess what? It does. And I was shocked and amazed. And I said, I need to get on that, which I will be very soon. So I, there's things that are in our insurance plans that we may not realize. I know that they have um, acupuncture is often covered as yeah, well, even smoking cessation. So you never know until you actually really look because there's a lot of things in the fine print. And let's be honest, we don't always take the time to go through and see exactly what we're getting for our money. So if you're noticing signs or um, your child has expressed interest in it, then, you know, you can, there's certainly ways that you can look into getting that kind of support for your child. And that doesn't mean that you're not, you know, you're not doing yeah. a good job as a parent. That really right. has nothing to do with your parenting. It's just, you don't only want to be a parent, you also want to provide support when needed. Right. Sometimes parenting is not always active. Sometimes it's, what are you going to do to help? It's sometimes going to take some actions outside of you physically. And so if that is needed, 
be willing to take the action to do it without, you know, any sort of um, issues because you want to give your kid every access to fulfill their potential. Mm -hmm. And that may need that, that kid may need outside support. And so look at the health care professional as someone who's providing your child with support. You just talked about insurance. Sometimes you will need to take your kid to the pediatrician and the pediatrician may need to provide a referral. So that's something, if you think this is something that could be helpful and really in, it could be helpful for anybody, you know, like if you, if the thought even crosses your mind, you know, definitely talk to your child's pediatrician and get a referral because it's, it's not going to hurt. It's going to help. It's one of those things that can be very beneficial. And for children, it's often, it may not be just a conversation. It may be games. It may be situational play. So it's not, what we've seen on TV isn't necessarily <laughs> how it works in real life. Sitting so the sofa. <laughs> right. Sitting it chair, can be like no that, bed. but that is not, it's not a one size fits all type of situation. I so, wouldn't imagine that that would be how it would be for children in general, because you kind of, I mean, they're children, they do things a little differently. So I'd be surprised to see a you know, the typical setup that we think of from the TV and the movies for a child i can see more like you're saying you know some toys a basket with some puppets and stuff you know some some in, interactive action going on there and not just have a seat look at the back of my clipboard while i take notes yes <laughs> you know spill you spill the beans right right so you know, the point of this conversation is to encourage parents to think outside of themselves and get your children, provide the support and care that they need, even if it's beyond you. Well, there's, let's be honest, there are many things that are beyond us. Yes. You know, even when it comes to educating our children, if we don't, the other day we were doing, uh, what was it? We're doing something, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot how to do that." Hold on a second, go do something else. Let me figure this out. And so I had to go to dear old internet search and mm-hmm. ask how to do this. And so I watched it. And I said, oh, "Okay, I got it now." Right. So everything isn't something that we can handle. I mean, it's just like hiring a tutor. Yeah, essentially, you know, because you know, you recognize the fact that you're not able to fulfill this role in the way that would best serve the Your babies. Yeah. Right, right. I think in um, podcast number 18, we talked to Eva, and Eva was talking about how she hired tutors. Um, she talked about specifically for physics and I think is very important for us to understand. Yes, we have an, a, a great tool with the internet. 
because there are YouTube videos for almost everything. And I know for me, when I have an issue of something that I don't understand, I often go to YouTube first. But I've also found some apps for like math mm -hmm. and they help me by showing me, you know, how things the are steps, solved, yeah. the steps. And sometimes that can come in handy. So utilize the resources that are at your disposal so that you can not only give your child a good education, but you want to give your child a great education. I'm sitting here thinking, so what if one of my babies came to me and said, hey, mommy, I want to go to a counselor. No, no, I think I, well, no, I think, but I'm pretty sure I'm okay with that. I think it's yeah. a very mature thing to, for a kid to say. I think it takes, um, you know, for whatever reason they would say that, that's a level of maturity and intellect that is amazing to me. Yeah, that's a very uh, inward looking child. Right. <laughs> I was thinking of the word not... introspection. What is it? Introspective? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that word. That's yeah. a very inward looking child. I, you know, so... I have a friend who has two boys and the oldest boy, I remember she was telling me that her oldest used to be left-handed. And I was like, wait, used to be? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then she said, yeah, he started out doing everything by left hand. And then probably around the time he was, by the time he was four or five, he was right-handed. And I was like, that's interesting. But then I started thinking about her son's character he's very reserved and um observant and i said to her because my son my oldest son he's left-handed and that's how i learned this so i was thinking is it that because he's so observant he peeped everybody else is on the other side and said, well, maybe I'm doing something wrong and decided to join the right-hand club and got to working on the right side. I don't know, but I thought that was really interesting because she said he used to be, and it wasn't like, you know, when they're toddlers and, you know, they're waffling or whatever. No, and she said he was clearly left dominant and then hmm, one day he wasn't anymore. I thought that was really interesting, but he's a very observant little guy and he pays a lot of attention. And he's, I, in my mind, he, he's, you know, he's one of those old souls. He's been here a couple of times and he's just, all right, y'all. He's really laid back. He's really sensitive. He's such a sweetie. I love him to death. But I think, you know, when the children are, very aware, mm -hmm. self-aware, that they're, they're probably, they can be a little um, bombarded with sensory information, with physical activity, with interacting with people. And if, if that's, you know, your child, it may not, it, I'm say it may not, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with them. No. But they, that may signal that they need a certain 
kind of outlet to help them learn and the skills to yeah manage and process you know these types of interactions that are going to continue happening for the rest of their life you mean just going to the grocery store or putting gas in the tank these are all and you know the gas pumps now have these screens that pop up <laughs> like TVs. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I have jumped out of my skin because all of a sudden the pump started talking because I was not ready for it. <laughs> oh, I haven't I haven't gotten that a whole lot. I I guess that's because we use a lot of the big box stores. Yeah. And there's there's don't talk. But I see what you're saying and I think, you know, there's a lot of truth there, but it's also interesting. I've I've not heard about someone switching like that i've heard about people being ambidextric so mm -hmm. what happened is they probably did start off with the dominant hand being the other but then they saw people it just depends some people can just use both um mm -hmm. and so i haven't heard of that one particular real shift um but that's interesting i mean people are complex beings right and so there is no mold that works for everybody everybody's a little bit different and that's okay that should be celebrated i also think that when you have kids sometimes it's the when kids are gifted in certain areas like they may have you know so gifted kids aren't always gifted in every area they oh, may have they may either. have like really you know they're really gifted in this one area and when that happens i don't know why um you know a psychologist would be able to tell us but sometimes that they will have other types of um i don't want to call them issues but challenges yes that's the word i'll I call was them about challenges yeah and i think that can happen um and it's not uncommon and so for parents if you're listening and you do have a child that's gifted and they're navigating the world in a unique way take time to evaluate and spend time with that child where they are you know sometimes we often bring our kids to where we are and we don't always get down on their level so if your kid is an artist get down and draw with them if your kid is a reader you know snuggle and read with them you have to find a way to connect with your kid at whatever age they are Mm -hmm. on an intimate level where they know that your love extends more than a shelter and food like it needs to be something that is emotional even if you're not an emotional person you sometimes have to you're gonna have to look at life a little differently as a parent and not necessarily be the person you always were you got to come outside of your comfort zone that is the biggest lesson of parenting don't stay in your comfort zone yeah that doesn't work too well i know for myself i'm not very touchy-feely but i have several babies who just love to be up under i'm telling you i have like four lungs man these babies <laughs> are attached and i sometimes find myself cringing like this sounds bad but <laughs> i find myself cringing like please because there are times i just like oh i just need three feet <laughs> just stand back it's, it's too much but i power and i go right on ahead and i give them that hug and let them hang on just 
so that they can, you know, get what it is that they need. I don't, I don't try to push them away from me most of the time. Now, you know, there are times where, hey, you got to get off of me. I'm trying to walk or, you know, we're doing something else. This is not, definitely not hanging on time. But I've learned that about myself. I'm not the touchy-feely type. When I want your attention, I will let you know. And I have babies that are opposite of that, who want my attention all the time and want me touching them all the time. I don't particularly care for that. But we have compromised so that they'll get know, what they, they need. Get, yeah, exactly. They get that, that um, feel. Yeah. And I, when I try to um, shift my thinking so that they're not feeling any negative energy from me like oh they just get off of me already or anything no it's a pleasant experience and it's okay i just have to do what i often don't want to do which is slow down and stop right and engage in the moment but you were saying something that made me think about um oh creating healthy behaviors. <laughs> so a lot of times our, our own upbringing colors the, what we do. Yes. Sometimes it can even uncolor what we do because, you know, we had a bad experience and we're like, you know what? I am not going to do that to my children. And so you, based on your experiences, will make conscious efforts to do or not do certain things. But I think that we don't realize some of the more subtle things mm -hmm. that go on. So I myself am not a fan of conflict. Mm -hmm. So in arguments, I tend to not really be that vocal sometimes because I just want this to go away. Like, this is not, <laughs> and I will argue you to the, <laughs> I'll be like, what? No. How are we going to have another discussion? <laughs> and I will look at you like, you're so right. It's my fault. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so funny. Are we I, done now? With me being the opposite, I don't even view arguments as conflict. I'd be like, that's sport. Like, yeah, nope. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, it's like an adrenaline rush. Like, I, I love it. The banter. Mm. I don't know what it is. I mean, clearly that's not good. And it's because my kids do be like, mom, but I, I get a rise and a rush. And it's so, it's so bad for my poor husband because he is not like that at all. <laughs> and, and I am. And, and you're laughing because you've seen it, haven't you? <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, you know. It's out of love, though. And I told my kids, like, I, I do love daddy. I just, I don't know. Like, I have one of those personalities. Like, what? No. Like, we're going to address this now. And I'm like, hold on. I'd rather wait till I calm down. Because even when I'm upset, I don't want to go in. Because I don't want to say something that I didn't mean. I don't want something that I say to come out of context. I want it to be clear. Mm -hmm. you know what it is that's why and so 
was saying things. And so oftentimes when arguments are happening, you know, I just, I'm thinking and digesting and yeah, I'll get back to you on that. I, I talk myself through the whole situation, all sides. I say, I say, I say the, the negative side, the positive side. And while I'm talking, my husband's like, you're not even making sense. I'm like, I'm talking through it. I'm talking to it. Like I'm working, I'm working out the problems by talking. That's how, I don't know why, but that is how I Shut do up. it. We having a conversation in here. Right. <laughs> me and me and me. <laughs> Leave us alone. And sometimes he's just like, what in the world? But it's how I process. And I know I have children who are very late, right? And that is not how they process. And they'd be like, what is wrong with her? But you know, you got to show them that everybody's a little different. And, you know, I, I, I have that in me. Well, so that, you embrace it, but don't, don't abuse it. You know, right? well, between that and the fact that I'm, I guess the point that I was getting at was that, you know, there are healthy behaviors and unhealthy behaviors. And sometimes I think, you know, it's a fine line. So I am pretty sure that some of my, um, conflict slash argument avoidance is not necessarily healthy yeah on the healthier side of the bar but I think in other situations and times it can be and so I, I, I said all that to say that the therapist or counselor can offer some healthy options for how to deal with um, sadness anxiety, depression, um, control issues, um, traumatic things, just ways to process things, how to um, rewrite your own story if that's what it comes down to. You know, mm -hmm. there's just a lot of things that we do that we may or may not have learned from our parents and they may or may not be healthy ways of dealing with things. Right. And so mm -hmm. it can be extremely helpful for a young person to learn better habits for interaction with other people and with themselves from a professional. Yeah. And you know what, if that is not an area where you feel competent or even an area that you feel like you can truly handle it. So even objective, because right. that is a big part of it. Yeah. Can you be objective can and be, be objective? on the outside looking in? That's kind of hard sometimes. It's very hard. And I think sometimes your kids show you only one side of them because you are their parents and you have expectations that they are fully aware of mm -hmm. so they may not be comfortable around you to be their complete selves at times and so if that is the case you ha you have to be willing to look at other options that's you know that's all we're saying just be willing to look at other options and it's okay to ask for that outside support because it's it's there for the taking it's available and it's more likely than not going to be very helpful. And yeah. so go for it. That's yeah, what I would say. Go. And, and they have family, they have family therapies too, yeah. where it's not just 
you know, child and the person. Right, right. It could be the whole family and just trying to understand because nobody had a perfect childhood. They just don't exist. Perfection in humanity doesn't exist. Never did, never will. (laughs) So that's the quote. (laughs) Perfection in humanity. Myth. (laughs) So I think we should, we should be wrapping this up. Okay. Oh, let me throw this in. Added bonus. You may find that your relationship with your child or children improves just because they are um, learning more things. And you may find that you need to go see somebody too. And then the entire dynamic of your home can really take a shift because if you teach a woman, you are teaching a nation. Because as the ladies, we are truly the holders and the molders of our little universes. Each one of us is a major, major force in our families. And our families go out into the world and impact things. So we are very, I'm not trying to exclude you daddies, you all are important too. But seeing that it seems that most of the educators tend to be um, home educators, lean more heavily to the ladies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to say. All right then. Be strong, my people. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Until next time. Definitely, we need you to leave a review. Review. (laughs) Please. So wherever you are listening to us, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, wherever, leave us a review and definitely tell someone else about this podcast. We want to have this resource for you, but if people aren't listening, we can't continue. So if this is something that you value, definitely please share it with others. We appreciate you. Sure do. All right.